This is TNT Sports Podcast. QT Ski, LK. Let's go. TNT, we back. Logging in and see that. Wins and losses, crazy crosses, holding one. Talking golf and rolling one. Got me coughing every weekend, so it's often. And I'm dropping every week. Name the topic we can speak. From the Rockets to the Heat. Well, the Rockets to the net. Slick, weird, big beard. On my James Harden flex. No one came as hard as this. Watch me Shannon sharpen it. I depart like marking this. TNT, that's a T with a hyphen. ENT, if you're typing, seeing me, that's a likeness. Shot my bikers, and we do it just like Next night. to the Max is like I'm Stephen A. Right Tag me in your subject. TikTok, Facebook, Grammar, Twitter page. Everywhere. Tell me who you loving. Big discussions for you, sport or house. Jackie Moon Tropics. What that like? Oakland straight 30 by Tommy Brady pockets. Who had drunk up in the party? Toss Lombardi, get it started. Mardi Gras Mike can't be guarded. My new spicy like New Orleans weather. Local national form, we get it. Working overtime, cafe, do mine with the coverage. I'm on you at no the line. No one came as hard as this. Watch me Shannon sharpen it. I depart like marking this. TNT, we back. Logging in and see that. Wins and losses, crazy crosses, holding one. Talking golf and rolling one. Got me coughing every weekend, so it's often. And I'm dropping every week. Lane the topic, we can Good morning, this TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 131. And this morning, I got, I'm going to say Alabama State legend in my eyes. Uh, man, Joel Bosch, man, what's going on with you, bro? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, it's you. <laughs> so, we we just beat the mess out of Tuskegee, man. So, I felt it was right to get a fellow Hornet on the show, man. So, how you feel about the uh, Magic City, not the Magic City class, I'm tripping, the Tuskegee, um, Turkey Day, how you feel about that game? You saw it? First got that stadium though, they was like they own the stadium or whatever. So he's talking mad trash. So it's good to get back at them, man. But Joe, can you tell my people a little bit about yourself, man? I know I know a lot about you, man. But let everybody else know about you. Where I live now, you know, with my wife and my two kids, and uh, working 
that's just a, a short snippet of like this my life pretty much right there. Cool. So we're gonna start it off with the basketball part of it. Uh you played for Bama State, like you say you won a state championship in high school as well as a swag championship. How did it all start for basketball? Like where did it all come from? When you when did you first get a basketball? Basketball was something my dad, you know, my dad he used to go he used to go hoop at the at like the uh the wrecks and stuff on the on the weekdays and the evening and all that. He pretty much was just bring uh, me and my uh, my older brother along with him. And we would just really be there sitting on the sideline watching him and get you know, when having the ball and going to shoot around while it goes to the other end of the court and coming back and yeah. running off the court. You know, so that was like that's like my first memory of basketball and and, uh, and going to school, uh, playing in school, like in elementary. Because, uh, well, like my dad, he went to school with some of the coaches. So they all, it really put us in, uh, in programs early on, early on playing for St. Phillips basketball team in South Dallas. And, uh, and just bitty ball at a young age. You know, just playing really all sports. We played basketball, baseball, t-ball, uh, football. Uh, you know, really anything, you know, just outside, being outside, we just, you know, all the sports was really just free game, you know. Yeah, cool. And uh, what led you to Bama State? You know you was in Dallas and it's a lot of schools around the areas and different other schools. What led you to Alabama State? Alabama State, well, I had, I, I didn't want to go to schools in Texas. That yeah. was like a big thing. Like, I didn't want to stay in Texas. I didn't want to um, go to some, you know, I didn't want to go to a couple schools that offered me. Um, what led me to Alabama State was I have an uncle that's down there. My cousin, I had like two cousins that went there first time. My older cousin, uh, BK, uh, Byron West, he played football there. And he was a receiver probably about three years before I got there. And I had another cousin, uh, female, Dana, uh, she went there as well and from Detroit and, um, and that's why I had already knew about Alabama State and then I, I got an uncle that lives actually in Alabama yeah. and um, he, he went to Tuskegee okay. but you know he kind of helped uh, you know he introduced me to the coach so to speak and uh, at the time it was Rob Spire so you know it, 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 it just worked out for me really I went on my business Alabama State was like one of the last business I went on I liked it. They welcomed me in the program. It was a lot of fun. And I went on a visit. And I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. Yeah. Like, that was a big deal. And I knew I wanted to get out of Texas. So, you know, I was going to say they was offering me a full ride. And they had just won the SWAG championship and made it to the tournament and played Duke, like, the year before. Like, the same year when I was graduating. Yeah. After I graduated. So, I looked at it as, you know, like, this is a great program to go to. You know, they had football. They had Ooh, and speaking on HBCUs now, uh, what was your experience like at HBCU? Cause I try to explain it to people all the time. It's a different experience. And Alabama State was like a family thing for me. I got like my brother played football there. I got a twin brother. He, we all we both went to school there, so it was like a family thing for us. So what was your experience at the HBCU level? Cause for me, it was fun. Like it was, you know, you got lifelong friends. Um, you know, everything was hands on with the professors. You know, professors knew you by name and stuff like that. My experience was great at HBCU. So. What can you tell people that didn't go to HBCU about your experience? Uh, you know, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's welcoming. You know, 
It's uh, it's black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like a that was like a big deal for me because honestly, I, I went to black high school, black middle school, black elementary. <laughs> you know, so it, it it made sense. I actually looked at other programs. It kind of it, it would uh, it just it, some things just weren't what I liked. And uh, the HBCU is just like welcoming, and you know, it, it's got they got all the facilities that the other schools have. Yeah, you know, and all it has everything else, all the trappings and everything that you that they go that are in any major school or major university. It's just uh, it's just what I knew I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be around my people. I knew I wanted to make a difference at a HBCU. At a HBCU, I knew I wanted. To Swag championship. I wanted to be a part of the Swag. I wanted to play against TSU, Prairie View. I wanted to play against Fam. I wanted like all those, and we still play the big schools too. So I looked at it like it made sense, you know. And then the classics, the parties, yeah, classes, <laughs> you know, um, the girls, of course, yeah, of course, you know, the, the camaraderie with your teammates and your know, family and everything, you know, because I had family. Yeah. So it just, it really just all made sense to me. And when I went on visits to other schools, um, you know, ASU, that was, it was the most welcoming school that I had. And I, and I actually enjoyed the park that yeah. they took me to. Some of them schools, they take you be like, man, what is going on at these parties? You yeah. Know what I'm it be, it's totally different. Totally. And, um, you know, I just like the vibe of where that was at. And, you know, and it was a, a, a place that I felt like I could get in and, and mesh it. Yeah, and the crazy thing, I had people from other schools coming to like we coming to y'all party, like let's meet up type stuff. So other yeah. other schools came down, like yeah, Huntington, you had uh, who else? AUM, AUM yeah, yeah. the actual people come from Auburn, yeah, Auburn, all them schools, oh. man. Some people got from Birmingham to go to our party and stuff. Yeah. So I we had some parties, man, and then my brother was a uh, my brother Q, my older brother. So we was in the parties all the time. So it was crazy, man. But yeah, even with the, like the classic and so like Magic City Classic, and the football game is crazy. But even the basketball was crazy too. The basketball game crazy when Alabama and them play State too. And uh, yeah. Akadon, man, what was that like playing? Cause like the, st- the court was packed, the uh, whole yeah. state was packed. So pretty much, I always called it the Magic City Classic of basketball in my eyes. What was it like to play in that environment? That was a big deal, man. That that game was always a big deal. It was always like the biggest. If not, like, the, the biggest game of the year, pretty much. Yeah. As far as, like, our season, unless we made it to the championship or, or made it deep into the tournament, that was, that was like, on the schedule, that's one of the biggest games off the top just because of the attendance. And that's one of also the things that, that, that drove me to Alabama, that made me, you know, want to go to Alabama State was because the gym, the, the academic, so yeah. big. Oh. You know, and, and it's 10,000 people in there going to see you play. Yeah. You know? And that was, I come from, you know, Lincoln, Dallas, Lincoln, we had big games. We had 5,000 people, 4,000, big Lincoln versus Madison. You know, and that's a big rivalry in high school, in Dallas high school. So, you know, I, I know about big rivalries, and it, it just made me want to be a part of it. It was uh, one of them games where, you know, you got to show to play. Everybody going to be there. Everybody going to see it. Um, you know, and if you have a good game, you know, it, 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 it's great. If you have a bad game, it sucks. Yeah. So it was, uh, it's just, and it's like high intensity 
those games, man. Every play was crucial. You know, every, the crowd was really into the games. It's loud. You know, everything was loud. You can't even hear, you know, hear yourself talking in front of you. In front of you. They can't right. hear people talking in front of you. So, you know, it's just one of those games you got to come ready to play. And uh, fortunately, you know, I had, during my time there, we had, we got the upper hand, the Alabama hand, and most of the time. Cool, cool, cool. But it was it was a big game, man. We had you know big deals. It was a big deal, dude. And then the party afterwards. I mean, yeah, man, I already know. We the parties was good. <laughs> I already know. If we lose, it'd be like, oh, man. I don't feel like going nowhere, man. Yeah, yeah. so it was uh, and it was tough playing at Alabama A and M too. Yeah. You know, uh, AGM wasn't like the Acadome, but it will still be people all the way to the top. So that was always that was always a lot of fun, really coming out and seeing the gym packed all the way out, you know, with people just there having a good time, the band playing loud, you know, it really give you that big time atmosphere, you know, um, and the teams come ready to play. So it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Okay. And with you playing on that level, the college level, the collegiate level, then come from high school, what was that transition like coming from high school to college? It was easy, you know, it was easy. That Well, it was, um, playing was always easy, right? Playing basketball, was yeah. always, it, it was always easy. It was adjusting to college was tough because, uh, you know, it's nobody else, you know, you're really alone, right, as far as you getting up and having to go do what you got to do. Like, I, I come from, uh, you know, my mom and my dad, house, my brother in the house, so um, I didn't have to wake up on my own all the time, I didn't have to, I would I would have kind of people uh, checking after me, so to speak, like, oh, what are, you, what are you doing over there, what are you doing this, what are you doing that, and when you got to college, that all that stuff kind of went away, and you just get to hit more of a lot of, like, expectations, you know what I'm saying, they yeah. expect you to be places, so it wasn't, I had to adjust to that, like, Oh, I I can sleep in if I want to. After this, after we waking up for five o'clock condition, I don't want to go to my eight o'clock. Right. So that 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 kind of threw me off at first, uh, and I had to adjust to that because once I saw my grades were starting to drop, and, you know, no pass, no play. Yeah. Um, so it was it was it was it was tough, man. I know, it was tough adjusting to the grades, and 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 it was like it was really brutal conditioning. You know what I mean? Compared to high school, compared yeah. to high school, like we didn't have, you know, high school conditioning was after school, you know, uh, on the weekends and stuff like that. When we got to college, it was like, yeah, we're waking up at four in the morning, meet me on the track, Man. you know, and, uh, and running two and three and four miles and then going to lift weights and then going to hoop. So it was really like, it was really shocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was really shocking. You know, it was really shocking, bro. Like, 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 man, this is we going, hey, we going to hoop. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, was a, it was a, um, it was really shocking, man. And um, it made me look at basketball different. I say that. And um, but as far as like playing in the game, it just made me really anticipate playing in the game because we used to do so much practicing up to that point. Yeah. You know, so it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. 
but it, it definitely was a big change going from high school to college. And then, you know, in high school, kind of, we was always good. Like, I went to a school that was that was pretty good. They had a, a track record, right? Yeah. And um, wasn't expected to lose. Really was expected to make it to the state, you know, make it to the championship, make it good in the playoffs, best team in the city, you know, and in college, it kind of went total opposite. As an HBCU, you know, they they look at us like fresh meat, some of the yeah. best schools. Yeah. You know, so it went from, you know, being some, on a, like a, a better team, or not a better team, but just being on a team that's expected to win and being on a team. It was just, it was just totally different. It was kind of like we just trying to get, you know what I mean? We just trying to get out there and prove ourselves, you know, and it was, a, it was, it was definitely different, man. And, and being, uh, playing against guys that, 250 pounds and 300 pounds and oh. seven footers all the time. So it was a, uh, it was different, bro. I, it, it was different. It was a, uh, it was, I would say it was real kind of easy at first. And then once you see that it's, this is what it is, it, it started getting a little tougher. That grind started getting a little tougher. Yeah. You know, because it was so long. Yeah. <laughs> It was so long, bro. And you still got a class. You know, it, it wasn't, at first it wasn't as fun. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. It wasn't as fun. <laughs> I had to uh, work my way into the system, you know. It was like fun at first, and then the system started hitting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it was like, okay. And um, then I had to adjust, and it became fun again. Like, <clears throat> once I was able to find my rhythm in the, in the program, you know. Yeah. And let me let me ask you this: Would you say it was worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it, man. I had a lot of fun down there. I got an education, you know. Um, you know, I got to play ball. You know what I'm saying? Got a swag championship. Did a lot of stuff that people wish they could do. You know, um, it taught me a lot about just working with others and just the expectations and, and working hard. You know, because you really have to work hard. To, uh, to get what you want. And that's on and off the court. Yeah. You got to on and off the field or whatever. You really have to be out working the next man and, and, and really setting goals for yourself and going after them to really make a difference. You know, and, you know, and it shows, you know, in, in, your, product, in your productivity. So it, it, was, yeah, it was definitely worth it, man. I got to play, you know, I even had a chance to play afterwards yeah. in the NBA Summer League. And, um, and even after that, I played a couple times. I had some offers. had an offer to go to Spain. had an offer to go to Italy. had an offer to go to Idaho in the, in the, in the D-League at the time. That's G-League. And yeah. I really just turned all that stuff down um, to pursue my own thing that I wanted to do, which was uh, work in entertainment and work, in, um, you know, work around my family, have my own family, work here in the States, really. And, um, you know, work in the film. That's, that's always what I wanted. Working film, music, entertainment—you know what I mean. That was even my major in school, so uh, it was worth it. You know, in that aspect, I got my—I got a degree. Yeah. You know, I got credentials. I got, you know, I got hardware, and you know, and I, and I, and I got like a, my ASU family. I can call them anytime, and they reach out to me. It's just—it's just one of those things that, um, you know, sometimes it's, 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 it's bittersweet, but it's always—it's always sweet. Really had a good time, man. Really made a difference. Really did something. 
I say this about sports. I play football, man. So, you know, with sports, you get a lot of life lessons that can, you know, transfer with you to adulthood um, in the careers and stuff like that, um, discipline and stuff like that. So, I mean, all that stuff is life lessons. So, I, that's why I took sports pretty serious as well, like you did. So, I mean, it don't have to put you in the pros and that like that. It just benefits you in lifelong situations as well. Uh, just doing, disciplining yourself and stuff like that, man. But uh, I remember at State, you know, I mean, everybody, you, you Chris Bosch, brother, um, two-time NBA champion. I remember um, on campus, people was like, Chris Bosch, brother, go to school here. I was like, man, no, he don't, or whatever, man. So I'm, I'm like, man, stop lying, man. Because I, I was actually a fan or whatever, still a fan. But, you know, people were saying, Chris Bosch, I was like, man, man, if they go to Alabama State, man, I don't know. <laughs> but I think um, BG confirmed it. BG like, yeah. I like, oh, dang. So that's for real. So, yeah, like, y'all look alike. Man, but was it hard, like, being behind your brother, like, all the good things he accomplished and stuff like that? Was it hard? Was you trying to fill his shoes, or you was just strictly trying to do your own thing? You know what? I had to make a decision uh, before I left high school. I was still in high school. But I was not going to try to fill my brother's shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not me. Right. I'm not. That's not me. You know what I mean? That's just, I'm Joe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we went to the same school. All, all the same school. <clears throat> so, you know, and I play ball too. Yeah. So, you know, you can only imagine, right? He, he, uh, my brother, he could go out and drop 40 points, 30 points. You know what I mean? He's four inches taller than me. You know what I'm saying? 30 pounds heavier than me. I'm not him. Yeah. You know? So, I, I, I accepted that early on. And that was one of the reasons, or if that was the reason, I didn't go to Georgia Tech. Right. Georgia Tech pursued me and tried to. Coach Stewart asked, you know, said, yeah, looks like you can come here. And I thought about it. I was like, I don't want to go to Georgia Tech. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to be directly in the shadow. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So I, I decided to take my own path and do my own thing and work and work. You know, blaze my own trip. You know, it's, it's tough. It's tough regardless, right? Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you could, Take it, you know. It is what it is. You know, I, he always my brother. For sure. So it, it, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, you know, people, oh, you Chris Bosh brother, and I can tell that that's, that should be damn near be my nickname. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know, I'm general, so people expect stuff out of you, right? You know, especially on the court. You know what I mean? And um, you know, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's just what, that's really what it is, you know. And, and and it can it can open doors for me. You know what I'm saying? And create opportunity for me. Yeah. And it can create criticism. You know what I mean? It can it can it, it opens people's eyes. That's really all it does. It's, it's, it like, is what it is. Like pros and cons, basically. Yeah. So you just you just take it for what it is, man. So you know, I've got I've I've used it to my advantage. And sometimes it may have hurt me, you know, in a disadvantage. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's it's just a part of life, man. It ain't, it ain't even really it ain't 
So you follow your passion. So uh, I mean, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. And I can relate. You know, uh, I 
I was by, under my brother's shadow, so I had to break away and do my own thing too. So I totally get it, or whatever. So yeah, man, you gotta find your own path, man. Sure, man. But what what took you from basketball to the broadcast? Like, how did that transition go? Was it a smooth transition? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So I started from basketball, and then I stopped. My brother asked me to move with him to Toronto to help him up there when he was with the Raptors. Yeah. And then up there, he had a company that was called Max Steel, right? It was him and another guy. And uh, he used to, uh, he, and it was basically like running his family, running his, his, uh, his day-to-day promotion program, stuff like that. Oh, we're doing, we doing some giveaways at the, at the rec center over here, or we're organizing a youth camp over here, or, or we bring kids to the game, we need photos and jerseys, or we're throwing a party. So it was all these all these marketing things, right? Yeah. And uh, I started doing that with him and my cousin, Adrian. And, um, and we was doing that, man. And then they started kind of getting, they started doing parties. I started doing parties with Toronto, I did a few parties, and I liked the party. I like, oh, sure, I like this party stuff because it was getting like money, right? Yeah. Like, oh, this, this is fun. I can pay the party, okay? <laughs> you um, And then that really led to music. I started, uh, I started a record label in Dallas, in Dallas, Texas, called Already Entertainment, and I had two artists, A Quint Fox, A One Quint Fox, and we started just dropping mixtapes, and that was like right at end of the CD era and kind of beginning of the, the streaming era. Yeah. You know, all the online stuff. So we was just really dropping a lot of music, man, and then started doing parties there. And at that time, my mom and my brother had bought, like, a, a event space and houses and all this. They just had all these properties, and they needed, we needed something to do with them. So I started doing stuff. I just started doing stuff back then and just making money and hustling out really like uh, you know renting them out for this, this event space studio space almost Airbnb before the Airbnb yeah. you know, just, just like but like word of mouth kind of local kind of thing and um, and I started doing that man and, and shooting music videos and and, and uh, shooting like little skits and stuff like that and throwing parties and putting out like documentary style party videos like every comedy shows, but then when I, uh, so it was really just a lot of hustling going on, just a lot of just, a lot of hustling, like, oh yeah, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, not having like a legit job, but just making money here and there, and I met a guy uh, at a a Miami Heat game uh, named Shaquem Compraire, he's actually uh, business partners with Queen Latifah, so I met him, we was actually sitting next to each other at the game, and we just started talking, like, hey man, what you do, what what you do, he was an executive producer on the show called Single Ladies. Um, and I was like, man, I want to do that. How can I get into TV? You know, how can I get into that? On the film. Because I, I, you know, I would love, I want to make movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm living a movie right now. I kind of felt like that at the time. And uh, I want to get in a movie. I've been wanting to make movies anyway. Yeah. And um, so it just, it was just ironic that I'm sitting next to a, a top producer in, 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 in the game. So I, uh, told me, man, come to Atlanta, I'll give you a job. So, you know, 
started working from there, man. That was like an eight-month job, just like grunt work, you know what I mean, 12, 15 hours shifts doing random chores, you know what I mean, um, and just really hustling it out, man, just saying, put my head down and, 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 and doing, doing the job. Sacrifice. Hollywood, man. What's some of the stuff that you worked on so far? Right now, I do like 
and I just did a music video for Usher and Twenty One Savage and Summer um, Walker. Summer Walker, yeah, called Good Good, and uh, and I was I was uh, I think I was pretty instrumental in that one. I helped them get this one spot that really wanted a restaurant uh, location called Mary Max. Okay. It's like in the state. So I brought Usher to Mary Max, you know, and they did the video there, ate chicken, greens, <laughs> Twenty One Savage, and all that. You got a sick resume already. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, man, it is. And I had to look at it myself and be like, wow. Like, even even looking at it myself, I kind of, you know, like, oh, okay, wow, okay. But at the same time, it's time to, like, take it up a notch, take it to the next level because, you know, this isn't it. I'm not, I know I'm not done yet. And, um, you know, I got a, a real hunger for more. So it's like, okay, I did that. Okay. Ten years in, now it's really time to pursue my own thing, which what I, which is what I came out here for in the first place, is to put out my own ideas, put out my own productions, you know. Um, and I feel like I got enough skin in the game at this point to uh, to be able to give it a shot. So, who would you say is like some of the coolest people you work with so far? Dope. And um, uh, you know, 
I'm at Dave Chappelle a couple times, but that was not that was not on the movie set at all. That was just going in shows, you yeah. know, some random stuff, you know. And then we just started chopping it up. Cause I met him a couple of times, and I had to remind him, and it was just uh, that was a, that was a, a funny moment. So I miss him. Uh, I miss some real cool people, man. But the most cool people that I work with on on Dave are the people that you don't see on camera. Yeah. You know? gave us a whole spill man you just gave us a whole spill on yo man you got a sick resume and all that man so but i'm, I'm all we're gonna, we gonna wrap it up in a few man my question i want to ask is when when was that time you was like i made it because you said this was this what you wanted to do right so when was that time you was like dang i'm, I'm doing what I, i'm doing what i want to do i made it I don't feel like I made it, right? I mean, but I have. Right? Yeah. I made it to this. I made it to this point in life. Right. You know, this is where we at right now. But at the same time, it's this for, isn't it. Room for growth. Yeah, this isn't it. Because I've had that feeling a bunch of times. Like, you know, even in the past when I was like, you know, all the way single and 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 and, and, and trying hustling and throwing parties. Party was big and it was a big outcome and it was yeah and then we celebrated it was good the next day on kind of on, on the cloud now like yes we did it we you know made that da, da, da. I feel good about that you know I, I celebrate my wins you know and I, and I, and I remember my losses and tough times so it's like it's never I haven't made it like like that you know what I mean I haven't. I haven't, you know, I'm not a multi-millionaire, you know what I'm saying? I haven't put my movie out. I, I made it in the sense of, yeah, we, I did graduate college. I did get a sweat championship. I did uh, get a state championship. I do got a house. I do got cars. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I made it like, I do got a family. I do got kids. Yes. When I look at the picture and look at the, the list of things I've done, it's like, man, maybe, I, maybe I'm doing all right. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I did do good. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I haven't made it yet. You know what I mean? It hasn't. I haven't held that trophy above my head. You know what I'm saying? In my adult life. Right. Like, besides, my, my, my family is my trophy, you know, that I have, that I've started with my wife. You know, but as far as, like, like those individual accolades, individual recognition, or, or like that, that uh, trillion dollar bank account. You yeah. Know what I'm <laughs> I ain't made it in that aspect. <laughs> Yeah, get comfortable. Then something 
humbles real quick. And be like, ah, oh, okay. You know, there's more work to do. Yeah. So it, it, it's a it's a blessing to still be here, to still be alive, and still be human, you know, and, and still to have dreams and goals and know that I still have more to do, you know, and I, I do know that I still have potential to make it. It's like I gotta we gotta make it every day. You know, we gotta make it like every month, every week at this point. With the way the economy going, we gotta make it again. Right. We gotta make it again. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> this shit, this shit don't stop, dog. So I kinda, it's time to just take it up to the next level. Once I really put out my own movies and stuff on a large scale, I feel, I feel a lot better about it and see what happens. You know, um, maybe I feel like I feel like I made it at that point. Once I. And Joe, that's this last question, man. Cause I know you got a family. I'm gonna let you go, but um, <clears throat> what? Um, how do you balance family time? Cause you're you're a husband, you're a father. How do you balance that with with your career? Uh, it's hard. Uh, just uh, you married? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. Sacrifices. <laughs> Just keep pushing, man, and, and try to find time to do everything and, and be uh, be all you can be. And get the damn army. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it just, it's, uh, you know, find time. You got to find time for yourself. Sure. First of all. You got to find time for yourself to heal yourself, to make sure you should be I'm straight physically and mentally. You know, and then I got to make sure my wife is good. Is good, make sure the home is good, and make sure I'm working. And now, you know, it's a time for everything. You know, it's a time for everything. It's a time to work. It's a time for sometimes, you know, sometimes I gotta work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and it's, a, it's a constant conversation. You know, even even in the house, like it's, I was just you know, talking about it, uh, thinking about it today, talking about it today. Like, you know, me and my wife are good, but every now and then we gotta kind of reiterate the, the the reality, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got to go to work. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I got to go to work. Or, hey, I got to go do this. Or, she has to go do that. Or, I got to watch the kids. Or, she got to watch the kids. Or, I got to drive over there to the doctor. Or, she got to do this. So, we, we just make time for each other and know that the family is a priority. And then that's what, that's what really, you know, that's what, that's what does it. So, I don't even know how I find time. It's just this is what it is. Like this stuff. You just this do it like is, Nike. You just yeah, do it. This is the family. You know, I got a job. I got to got to make got to make you know money. Got to make do. We got to make sure our kids are good. So that's what it is. And if that's all you're doing, then that's all you got to worry about. Right. Like you, it, you know, of course I'm tired. Of course I get tired. Right. Of course we get tired. Yeah, you hear me?
So those are those are the things. Those are the only things that I have in my life. Right. Besides, you know, and then my family, my husband, my, my you know, my mom, my dad. You know, uh, you know, making time for all my family members. But if that's all that I have and that I'm doing, then it's really, it's really not, not hard. I mean, you know, not a, It's not as hard as we try to make it. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's just. That's just what it is. You know, this is putting all this time and energy into this stuff so it, so, so it can be fruitful for me, you know. And that's why it looks so good, you know what I'm saying? That's why it look good. But when I see me, you know, family, they look good. You have a business, you got a nice, you know, it just looks nice. There's work behind all that. And, and the blessing, it comes back full circle, you know, because I'm putting it first and You can do, man. Yeah. It was a good breakdown <laughs> right there, man. I hope everybody listened to that. It was a good breakdown. I know, <laughs> yeah, cause I know a lot of people complain about, oh, you know, we busy, we got this going on, but we got these things. And I saw something the other day that said that your life may be somebody else's dream, honestly. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I started taking that to the head. I'm like, dang, it's right. Because, you know, people is homeless and they wish they had what I had or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I live people like that. Wish- Wish they could, you know. It's you know, what I mean? we so blessed, dog. Like you gotta just look at it like that, man. We blessed, blessed. Like you know, what I'm saying, like you know, what I mean. I drive home from you know from downtown Atlanta, pass through the streets. You can see how blessed you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, people wish. You know what I mean? People wish. You know what I mean? So it's just you just gotta accept the fact that you're blessed. Everybody might 
not even know I exist. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I might just be Chris Bosh brother to a bunch of people. Like, I don't have a voice. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, I appreciate everything that comes my way. You know, I try to take advantage of opportunities I get, whatever it is. And that's the type of stuff that's made me successful. It's because I appreciate everything. Like, okay, I can do that. That'll work. Yeah, I can work with that. Yeah, I can do that. You know, I'm trying to turn it into something else and just make something happen for myself. Because, um, yeah, you don't know how much, you know, we don't know. So, I'm just here to work while I am, while I'm here, do what I'm supposed to do, take care of my business, and, you know, shoot, have a good time, man. I mean, have a good time while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to, you know, just here to have fun and support people and support me and, and um, try to be help to others, you know, because at, at the end, that's what's going to help me. It's because at some point, people got to help me. You know, people will help me do what I need to do. And um, it's just, everything just comes full circle, man. So I'm, I'm just. Cool. Man, Joe, man, thank you for taking time to be on my pie, man. I really appreciate it, bro. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Like I said, it's, a, it's always a blessing, man. Especially, it's, it's great to get one of my ASU brothers, you know, reach out and, and even want me on there and talk about, you know, just get to chop it up for a minute. And, and um, you know, it, hey, man, I appreciate it, dog. It's, it's all good. All right. Anytime. Show man, keep doing what you're doing, man. Again, I appreciate you taking time to be on the show. And uh, what's next for you, man? Is anything else next for you, or? Uh, no, nah, just that 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 pilot I'm gonna put out. Uh, that that first episode. Um, I got a couple of productions, you know, coming up. But uh, it's called "Ain't No One Like Free." You know, it's a, it's it's like a it's a you know like a, a ghetto tale. So that's that's the next on that's the next personal project that's coming out for sure. Cool, cool, cool. I'm be looking for it. I'm gonna be looking for it, man. But y'all, I appreciate Joe for taking time again, man. Um, this TNT Sports Podcast episode number one thirty one. Good morning.